welcome to Magic on the Patio. Um, I am here with Alyssa Polinski, the Astro Diva, stars by Alyssa, um, social media guru. So <laughs> I'm trying to bring my white, I'm trying to bring my like white male energy podcasting, like holding my mic like it's my dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm dying. That's where we're at today, everyone. Welcome to April 29th. Wow. I feel like this Mercury Gemini has got you. Well, you know, I mean, you know, as as a Mercury um, expressor, expressor of emotions, my Mercury moon, um, I feel like anytime personal planets hit Gemini or even Virgo, any sort of like major uh, mercurial transit makes me um edgy edgy <laughs> we're not in a complete kind of chaotic moment in astrological weather right now or anything no all right so i apologize everyone we'll get um into our spiritual enlightenment our love and light our blissful state in five four three two never again <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. The doom. The doom. The doom. Um, the doom. So welcome Alyssa to um Hello. Our, our sporadic uh astro weather forecasts that we only feel the need to do in the moment, which I think makes it um that much more unique and genuine and authentic. Keywords for uh Pluto retrograde for me. Authenticity. Yes, yes, all about authenticity. Right. Yeah. So uh, what's your hot takes? How are you feeling? Um, I'm like, feel like the chaos is just like right below the surface. And I'm just like keeping it there. But like at any moment, it's about to boil over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's for me, like how I see it is almost like when you see those like underwater volcanoes, like it's like, you know, that they're devastating, but there's just enough like water pressure. Exactly. <laughs> like that Pisces energy is just like holding it down, but you know, it's burning fish at the same time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or like the meme of the iceberg where it's just kind of like your emotions, like show like above like the water and then down below is like everything else. And then it's like just giant iceberg. Yeah. Like that's what I'm feeling right now. And I, yeah, I don't know what to say, what else to say about that. It's just, yeah. well, I feel. I think, well, yeah. How no, do you feel? Tell me, tell me about your feelings. No, I just feel like it's just been like a roller coaster of emotions nonstop. And, you know, it doesn't help that we still have like all these massive Pisces placements still happening. Yeah. And I think that's definitely like pulling into this whole like, kind of chaotic mess is just like the extreme amount of Pisces that we're still feeling. It's not like Pisces season ever ended. Yeah. I, yeah. That's interesting. That's a, that's a, um, a really poignant way of putting it is that like we got through Aries season like I feel like we got through the aggression of Aries season but through the guise of emotionally uh, being volatile through Pisces energy and it's like now that we're sitting in this beautiful Taurus energy that's really not even Taurusy it's just it's all Pisces with a smattering of Gemini at this point yeah it just doesn't feel like it hasn't felt like Aries didn't even feel like Aries season to me 
like I'm a Aries moon. I I live for like the go get it craziness of Aries. And I I never got that. I was just more of an emotional wreck through most of Aries than I was anything else. And now that we're moved into Taurus, I still don't feel like I've gotten like a grip of like what's happening. It just kind of all feels just very disillusionment and like, mm-hmm. you know, still feeling that like Jupiter, Neptune, like conjunction, like kind of not sure what's happening. Um, that it just feels like it's just still lingering. It just hasn't like moved off, like hasn't moved the dial off of that kind of yeah. like astrological weather. And um, it kind of reminded me of remember like when Mercury was retrograde in Pisces. Mm-hmm. like it like that Pisces season never felt like it was ending when we were having the retrograde in Pisces but now like this feels similar but it feels a little more extreme to me which is interesting I feel like I, I didn't even think about that but it's almost like we went through a Mercury retrograde in you know in Pisces Pisces season and then it was never lifted like because of Neptune, I feel like it's almost like that veil of disillusionment and lack of clear communication just lived with us for the past like three and a half months. And as we're moving into Mercury retrograde shadow again, like it's it's almost like we didn't have this um, this wake up or like things are moving fast again or that like there was there was just this subtle uh, malaise, I guess is. The- yeah I mean Pisces Mercury was retrograde in Pisces that was that it was last year right or did was, we have it did we have it yet no we had because it was in it, it's in the air signs now it's in air signs right yeah I think it was last year the year it before when year. it was when it was retro, when it was retrograde in the water signs okay as I'm flipping through my page because I don't even know where I'm at yeah no yeah, it was like exactly it was like a it, it was a random it reference. was random, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that was my, no, that was my random reference. So. <laughs> like, did we go through? Oh, so we, we had, uh, when was our last Mercury retrograde? Was that Aquarius. was in, in Aquarius in January. Aquarius. That's what it was in January. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, I was going to say, I was like, we've already had. A yeah. Yeah. Retrograde. Yeah. Like, almost like we didn't get out of that Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, like yes. whatever it was because of the Neptunian aspects of the last few months, plus with all of this Pisces buildup over the past like month and change, it's like, it feels like that's why it, like it stopped Aries season from being what it is. Yeah. Aries just never felt like it took off. Yeah. And cause like normally for me, like Aries season is like, I start like wanting to eat spicy food again, like for some reason, like I, I get like really inspired for work. Like there's all these like weird, like I start working out again because like I'm happy. Yeah. Like, like this. And like, I just have not gotten into any of my normal Aries practices. Yeah. Like, it seems like everyone I talk to is the same way. It's like, kind of like this, like, eh. Yeah, exactly. I know. I cried. I've been crying nonstop. That's it. Like you find me sitting at home crying. Like that's what's happening. It's not been pretty. No. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like there's like a, there's this undercurrent of not wanting to fight. And I wonder if that's like a, um, like fight for like, fight for your right. Like that's the energy for me. It's like, like, finding power or or just allowing um allowing uh your yourself or the collective to kind of be submissive 
but like in a detrimental way it's like I just don't want to rock the boat like I I don't want to I don't know yeah it's like there's just like almost this just underlying of like the fatigue of the last two years of feeling like you have to be like on guard Mm-hmm. And we're just like, I can't be on guard anymore, but I have to do life, but I can't do life. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I've been struggling like hardcore. So we're, we're all here. And so is our 0. 0.5 uh, human being from Estonia. I like them. Thrives. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you uh, if you are an actual human being feel free to reach out and love to chat um but I uh I know I I feel you and I feel like that's the collective energy right now and I'm wondering if that this is a like to dive a little bit on the spiritual side of like wondering if it was necessary for like this collective energy of like blase and sadness to actually uncover what's going to be happening with this Pluto retrograde with the eclipse. Like, I'm wondering if it was necessary for us all and as individuals to be like in this stagnant sadness Mm -hmm. so that we can be almost like energetically rested, even though it feels like I'm restless because of all the sadness. It's almost like I'm like rested for the change. Like I'm almost like, I'm ready. Like I'm I'm ready. I definitely feel like there's that that part and then there's like there is still that like that like I think people are like going real hard mm. and then like like it's like a ter- like on off switch like you're going really really hard or you're like going like fuck it like I'm gonna go do this and I don't care anymore yeah. like I read an interesting article the other day about how martinis are like the drink of choice right now for like 20 year olds and like just like downing martinis like we are straight just like I mean I think that's kind of like you know it has that kind of Aries like I don't give a fuck energy but like you know like we only have so much time we only have so much money so we're just going to get the job done and we're going to do it quick it's it's drinking for the the point of drinking it's not drinking for being social it's drinking to to have a buzz and do it in a way that is aggressive it's like I'm drinking to feel different yes (laughs) and I feel I'm not drinking to talk to you and look like I have something in my hand or like have a white claw or like have an experience it's like I'm drinking to have a buzz yeah no I'm drinking to drink and the the martini is going to give it to me like straight to the face well you know like as someone who is um you know a, a gin lover and, and a vodka lover I do love well, maybe I'll have a martini I'll make myself I just one. I was yeah I was reading a, a New York magazine about how like bar like you know 10 years ago you know people were ordering old fashions and that was like kind of like out of nowhere that was the millennial yeah that was like yeah, yeah. the millennial cool thing like drinking like the bourbons and the rice yeah but now we've like the gen the new uh gen zers out in the bars now they're just like they want that drink and that drink is a martini and they can't like can't make enough of them right now and I'm like this is just honestly I just I'm into a clear liquor I'm I'm into a clear uh liquor now it's just I'm I'm old my liver really just likes no sugar yes (laughs) give give me a 
I yeah. martinis. <laughs> Straight up martinis. Or I just vodka or gin. We're good. Yeah. It just kind of cracked me up though, like thinking about it of just like that's kind of where we are energetically. Like the collect, like when we're out doing something, we're doing it as hard as we can and trying to just kind of like get over and forget what's happening. And I just kind of felt like that like, there was like a very astrological like pairing between that like the two yeah. of those well so if you think about it if these are the very young millennials or like older gen zers i guess who would be in their early 20s right or mid-20s who are yeah i think they're they're i think they're all gen zers now i think now what are they they're the uh where's their saturn in pluto they're um are they uh, are they pisces saturns i don't know are we that I, old <laughs> we're old i don't no, I don't I don't have any I don't even know I don't I don't think I have any I, zero on my list <laughs> I hold on let me I can make a birth chart for my niece we can come back to this yeah we can come back to this. but that's I would I would want to find out what so like I mean it makes sense why elder millennials or even gen xers the like old fashions and the bourbons and that you know with with those virgo saturns or those scorpio saturns um like kind of depth and flavor depth yeah. makes mm-hmm. sense um specifically with the scorpio pluto generation that like i feel like and even scorpio uh um and not scorpio pluto libra like those kinds of um it makes sense but like i'm wondering so, so i don't so i just pulled up my niece's chart and she was 2006 and oh she God. has I could be her mom yeah I love her. She knows it. I don't think she's going to listen to this podcast, but you know, Um, so she has a Pluto in Sagittarius. Yeah. A late degree Sagittarius and Uranus in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. I mean, Uranus in Aries. Sorry. Oh yeah. I was going to say, no, wait, wait, I'm totally getting this wrong. I can't read. I'm sorry. (laughs) Forgive me. Uranus in Pisces neptune and aquarius jesus christ sorry so let me do that again pluto sagittarius uranus pisces neptune aquarius Mm. and she's she's a little bit younger than like obviously than the kids who are like about 10 years younger than probably like some of these kids going out right now but it's still like I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's that Sag Pluto vibes of just like Sag Plutos, yeah. Just like fuck it. I mean, I think we're all there, and I don't, I don't blame any early twenty-year-old right now to just being like fuck it, pound of pound martinis to the face. If if the Scorpio Pluto generation was also there before the world started crashing, then the Sagittarius Pluto generation could go for it. Like, my graduating class was so depressed we didn't throw our hats in the air okay like we didn't even throw our freaking graduation caps in the air like that's how sad <laughs> so sad like you think of like i was like why weren't we happy like oh we Pluto. knew we knew Anyways, i digress i digress yes 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 <laughs> um but i think what's interesting is while we're talking about all of this kind of um almost like shadow aspect right so like spirits like drinking that's shadow aspect right because mm-hmm. what it does is it it um dilutes the mask or the guise of 
of how you present yourself to the world so spirit can talk through you, right? That's what spirits are supposed to do, even if that's not whatever your belief system is about that. But it kind of feels um, kind of like uh, beautifully aligned with what this eclipse means mm-hmm. <laughs> that shadow aspect of of uncovering what needs to be destroyed through like yes. spiritual momentum exactly i mean that's exactly what you think of how an eclipse on the south node with scorpio very much like that like deep like what is this like deep stuff that we have down below that like needs to come up and needs to be seen and like we're not like wanting to face it but it's down there and it's just like what is that like festering mess if you heard the conversation I just had with my sister about some um I'm not going to name any because who knows if these people listen but uh, a childhood trauma that was worked through very much worked through on my end but being resurfaced and being triggered on a completely different level and going like wow, what am I, what, what do, what more do I need to learn from something I already thought I learned from, but oh my gosh, it's so much deeper. And like, it's like the last bit that needs to be lit up and destroyed, like scorched earth policy. This is what I've been telling like all my clients. I was like, you, you remember learning about scorched earth policy and history class where you literally just burn it to the ground. So you're your enemies can't, you know, take the fields to feed themselves at war. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like I'm, I was, am doing, but everyone I'm talking to, it's like burning those last bit of resources that got you through very specific tra- traumas that no longer serve you anymore. So they yeah. might be feeding you and sustaining you, but they're tainted. Yeah. So now it's like, get rid of it. And now it's time to plant actual new healthy seeds. And that's what Taurus is in my mind. It's planting like healthy, constructive, um, bountiful, beautiful, um, safe yes. nutrients. Yeah. I mean, the image that came to mind immediately, which is the death card, like when you were scorched yes. earth, like yes. that is the death card to me. When you talk about scorched earth, like I just see the death card and then like, yeah, yeah like I've been always, I've been talking about how the rose is like the perfect like picture for what this access is this Taurus uh, Scorpio access with the flower which you're talking about seeds you know what we're like trying to grow what's blooming and then like the the thorns and the roots of the flower itself being like Scorpio so like there's the hard parts the things that can hurt you the things down below that you haven't seen so just very much that same like dichotomy too like what you're talking about I I love that representation of um you know a Venus you know archetyped planet and sign with like a sign with um with that rose but I also it, it it's reminding me of the evolution of Scorpio you know like you know how every sign has like you know higher vibration or lower vibration or however the frick you want to yes create plus or minuses um when they don't exist but uh the progression of the archetype of scorpio you know of moving from scorpionic energy into hawk or eagle energy to then fully into phoenix energy 
and mm -hmm. you're not truly an enlightened scorpionic energy until you literally force yourself to burn to death to be reborn again <laughs> right like i mean as someone who is a scorpio i feel like you probably relate to that you can't uh, light yourself on fire <laughs> the amount of times i like to light myself on fire <laughs> but i just, just to do it again just say we are all pyros um but i just um that's kind of like where i've been sitting like for myself and like mm -hmm. my own like say like meditative work or whatever whatever work i've been doing for myself is sitting with the visualization of allowing the south node right the south node to to acknowledge its base self and acknowledge its healing self but like reach for the actively healing self um but i think that's like that's my um my takeaway i don't take anything away from this <laughs> this eclipse is yeah. kind of sitting in that energy um and you don't have to do anything with it just just sit in in it you know yeah i'm very curious to see how these eclipses play out for like individually and like for the collective just because i don't know i just i find it to be such a transformative time just because of the Scorpio South node Yeah, that I just don't see how it can like, it just doesn't like to me, like I've heard other people describe this differently, this eclipse, but it doesn't feel that safe to me. And there's like, no, and I'm not feeling like this is like a time for transformation or like, I'm not, I'm like, not making any like, new intentions. If you yeah. Know. But it just, it's not feeling like, it's not feeling easy and it's not feeling peaceful to me. And I feel like it has to like, there is a part that is like a bit of like warrior that has to go through this eclipse that we're supposed to like kind of power through, but. Well, I think it's hard because, you know, when like, when you're actively doing the work at any stage in your life, right? Like you're, you sit in discomfort that's how you grow so even when things are supposed to be peaceful or light there's still a baseline of discomfort if you're looking to transform you know and i think that's the thing about like with how all the like so like if the eclipse wasn't happening with pluto retrograde and it was just that jupiter venus conjunction i would have a completely different feeling you know yeah. what i mean like you know yeah. what i mean like everyone's been really focusing on the other day so timing wise what was that the 27th or 26th where there was the jupiter or was it the 25th something earlier this week there was the jupiter venus mm -hmm. meetings of the sky right mm -hmm. and that was it's a once in a lifetime thing we will never have that specific meeting at that specific degree where they're both in benefics of every aspect but it's almost like having that not be perfection is exactly what the human experience is, right? Like if we had that without this eclipse coming up, like everyone would be married and pregnant or starting their own business or like world peace. Like honestly, like, like, like if we didn't have all this other stuff to counterbalance, it would have just been almost too nice. I yeah. Like. <laughs> can't have, can't have nice things. You really can't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think like when, 
when you listen to some other astrologers speaking and stuff, it's like this, this astro weather is not horrific. It's not even bad. It's just beautifully challenging. So yeah. it's really your perspective, uh, your perspective, perspective, blah, 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 perspective on um, how you move through it. Right. So like, yeah, I've already decided that like, I'm going through things. So yes. I'm going through things. Oh, there we go. That's it. <laughs> but at least you're recognizing that you're going through it. And then didn't you say that Mars is sextiling this eclipse as well? Yes. Let me look back. Uh, yep. Mars is sextiling. So we've got like both of the like Scorpio like rulers playing into this eclipse as well. So like there's just like that extra added. It's extra oomph. Yeah. That's how it feels. It doesn't honestly feel like extra true action. It's more of like an extra, like a, like if you're playing a video game and you like got like a little boost playing Mario or something, you got like a mushroom, like just, just a little, you can jump a little higher. Maybe you got the little uh, raccoon tail, you know? Yeah. I'm just very like, I'm just, I feel like there's this such a significance and then this is what I've been feeling for a while now. It's just like, there's such a significance behind all of what's happening. And I just don't know how it's actually going to play out. And like, that's the thing that like, I don't know that is stressing me out, out, but I'm also like ready for, but like, mm-hmm. I, I just have this like uneasiness mm-hmm. of feeling like there's something like bigger happening and I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to the uh, Pluto, right? I think the biggerness, I feel like the, the eclipses are highlighting the individual and the Pluto um, aspect is highlighting the collective. So let me look right here. So Pluto is going retrograde um, today. I'm going to post this today. So today, 429 at 235 PM at 28 degrees in uh, Capricorn. All right. So it's also square to the moon, trying to Mercury, sextile to Venus, sextile to um, Jupiter and oh, square to square to Vesta, but we don't have to do, we don't have to do Vesta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just interesting that it's square to the moon. So feelings like feelings are rough right now, <laughs> but then you're trying with Mercury. So I feel like you're able to express, but there needs to be a, um, a think before you speak action, right? Yeah because you know also moving into that shadow period it's like there's that thinking before mm-hmm. you speak but then having that like sextile to venus and jupiter there's this beautiful aspect like for me it feels more like if you were going to transform it's for it's for beautiful expansion so it doesn't matter how destructive this um retrograde is for you or, or the collective, it's for almost like beautiful regrowth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's my take on it. No, that makes sense. I totally, that makes sense to me. I was just realizing probably why I'm feeling so emotional about all these things is because this, this is happening directly on, this square is happening directly on my moon. Oh so yeah. The moon's on my moon. And then the eclipses are happening like such on my chart as well. So it's just like, I think I'm just feeling like very personally impacted by this, 
which is, I guess, is why I'm also kind of like worried and stressed. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think, you know, for anyone who's listening and who knows their chart, like definitely pull it up and look at where these major aspects are hitting you, right? Like, yeah. Like, I, I'm a mess, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing where Scorpio and Taurus is in your chart and knowing what houses that the eclipse is activating will give you the understanding of like knowing what the story is for your your eclipse story and like oh, how for sure for sure and is, i think that's that's the thing that's why i keep going back to like beautiful expansion is like because i'm in my nodal return mixed with this with uh with where uh pluto is retrograding you know with my ascendant being a late 27 degree anyways there's such a like a um destiny aspect to this mm -hmm. right so it's just nice to be able to witness this. Like I'm thinking about myself when I was 18, going through my first nodal return. Did I know, I mean, I knew astrology, but not like this, you know I, yeah. didn't know, I didn't know my chart like this. So like, what was I going through then? It's like, oh my gosh, I was also going through like a really interesting expansion of who I am and what I was doing, like go to college, not go to college. I mean, you know, literally same feelings I'm doing right now with other aspects. Um, but then mm -hmm. even what was going on in what was it, 2008? When, what the last um when we were on this access but it was scorpio i can't remember something like that or no it wasn't 2008 it was like 2012 12, 13 13 12, 12 13 yeah yeah and it also makes sense for me too mm -hmm. and it sucks for me honestly i'm just gonna throw this out there it sits with my saturn so like i'm in my saturn square saturn right now <laughs> and i was in my saturn return the last time so I find it, I'm like, I woke up this morning laughing, like, like just laughing. Like, oh, this, that, 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 this is a joke. <laughs> like, like, every time I have an astrologer, like, like do look at my chart, they're just like, wow, rough transits are actually really beautiful for you because your life is just always so hard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like it really isn't. I have, a, I fucking love my life, honestly. <laughs> just it's just funny astrology is one of those beautiful things that like yeah so the last time the last times we were in these Taurus Scorpios eclipses were 2002 to 2005 and 2012 to 2015 so you can kind of look back at the stories between those time periods and see how like yeah like maybe it'll affect you yeah how this is going to affect you this time well because you have to think about themes right so especially if there are themes that were going on in your life and then you hook them into the themes that are Taurus and Scorpio and then see where they like converge, right? That's where the learning point will be. So look and see what was going on in your life during those time periods that the theme is similar to creating and destroying. Mm -hmm. And then see how that is replaying out now, but probably under a different you know, it, th just through a different lens. Yes. Um, exactly. Yeah, like, like I see like, uh, you know, maybe you got married in 2003 and then you had your last baby in like 2000 and, you know, 15. And then this time around, it's like, your kids are like 
you're like beginning empty nesting or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking of like a very simple progression of what a life could be, you know, mm-hmm. or if it's work, st- starting school, getting a, your career job. And then now you're transitioning out of career job. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as it's so funny, I'm like, I have my phone on right now because I, I, t- I like to be on call for specific clients as part of my service. And I just got three messages from three different people. The universe is challenging me. <laughs> like that, like what universe is challenging me. One is what is going on in stars? <laughs> it's insane. It really is. It's, um, I find it, uh, it's, it is, I mean, when you know, you know, and when you don't know, you need to know. So you need yeah. to I feel like that is like the like the double-edged sword of knowing because like like seeing here knowing things are going to happen and it doesn't necessarily mean anything is going to happen but like I'm sitting here stressing myself a bit thinking things are going to happen and it could or could not like I don't know but that is like no like knowing how like this is going to affect you it's like sometimes you just don't know like if you're stressing yourself out more than you need to or if it's like well it's the whole thing is like are my intrusive thoughts uh like my intuition yeah exactly (laughs) and where where do you find the balance between that and that's like uh, that's another really great example of Pluto retrograde like everything we're talking about are literal themes of what's going to happen for the next six months like an outer planet's retrograde is slow long and deep So while it's literally sitting completely still in the sky for the next two days, and it hasn't even started retrograding yet, it's just sitting still in the sky, we are being forced to witness something because it's standing still. And then we're going to take the next six months and slowly forget that we saw that thing and then be reminded every once in a while for six months. (laughs) these outer planets man people like it's like when they go into retrogrades there it's not like regular retrograde you know it's not three weeks of like you know bad internet or like miscommunications with like coworkers and friends like where it's instantaneous it's slow and like deep borderline insidious like that's my word of the week right now insidious it's a good word right i like insidious slowly just what are you? I don't know anymore. Cause that's what's happening with this eclipse. Who are we going to be in the next few days? Yeah. What is going to happen during this mad time warp of cosmic undoing? Yeah. I mean, the first eclipse was last November, right? In the cycle. Yeah. And so this is now we're really like digging into this eclipse cycle, but it's just like, we got hints of what was going to be happening last November. So if you look at November, like what was happening in your life then, like what's kind of like playing out now. And it's just like, where are we going to be like, as we go through these next like few cycles in this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any like a major like pop culture or like um, news stories that could align but i'll think about it but i mean 
I think that's really what the crux, the crux of the situation, but like the, the overall um, energy right now is that underlining um, Plutonian energy. It was for a long time for, for my point of view, and it still is a Uranian energy, right? I feel like we've been in this like very much Uranian mindset after the Saturn Saturn Mars stuff it kind of moved more into uranium and now it's like we're slipping away from that and more moving into transformative so with Uranus it's all about disruption right and we've been sitting I feel like for a while in just disruption and now it's like how do we take that disruption and actually transform yeah that's yes this is a really good point it's like I totally feel that like we have been so Uranus focused right and now this yeah like this really is like like that this eclipse is really fully like it is Pluto yeah and that's and like I think that's going to be summer's energy which is like where's your hot girl summer now it's like Like I just I see like South Park goth kids in my mind right now South Park costumes. You know what I mean? I know, that's funny. Oh my God. Oh, so for everyone who has that image, I hope that sticks in your head as your bathing suit choices for the summer. (laughs) I like black. (laughs) Just black. Black on black. Um, But I think it's, it's really beautiful though, because, you know, when you look at the wheel of astrology in the sky and orbs and sacred circle and the fact that the the energy never stops it just transforms right so we're just moving from complicated to destructive to now the toddler knocked over your building blocks and do you rebuild the same castle or do you build something else that's that's kind of like how i feel about the uranian energy for a while now it's like it felt like some like a little kid came over and like destroyed your Lego castle that you worked at for really, really hard. And it was, <laughs> it was hard to build. And then that little, little foot came, that little foot just destroyed it. But now it's up to you how you rebuild it. And that's what Pluto mm-hmm. forces you to see is that you can't go back to how it was. No, you can never Capricorn. Yeah, you can never go back. Like that, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Like you can't go back. Like you know too much now to go back to the way it was. And we're yeah. never gonna. We're just never gonna go back to what, however it was. It's like we can't forget the last two years. Like we can't undo what's been done. And we have to live with and figure out how it's gonna be like to go forward. And I think that's what we're all facing. <clears throat> Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun, but it's, it's part of, you know, that's to put my sag optimistic. You know, I was told once that I was the most depressing person because I was so optimistic. And I was like, that's the most Sagittarius trait ever. Is that like, I'll find a fucking silver lining in anything. I don't care if it makes you sad. But I think the, the silver lining is um, that, uh, you know, in a couple of months, we'll be on to something else. 
in a couple of months we'll be you know somewhere where, else you know where we're gonna be in a couple of months mars, mars. And gemini retrograding for like six months <laughs> yeah the mars and gemini thing i like i haven't even like like we're like by like bypassing bypassing the gemini mercury retrograde straight into the mars gemini retrograde that's gonna be chaos it's gonna be total chaos so i was thinking like all the babies that were born the spring and summer before the pandemic so all the two like 2019 babies Mm -hmm. are most of them have like gemini marses (laughs) <laughs> like my daughter has a gemini mars oh so they're oh they're all going to be having their mars first return. mars return what she's going to be retrograde and they're going to be like i've had enough they're going to be and they're going to be this. like three and a half i've had enough of this i've had enough of the way this life is i want more than this and they're all let me out preschool <laughs> let me out so i was just trying to like take things down a notch right to think about it from like on like a micro level of like how it's going to be in your household so like start looking at like the people in your life and like (laughs) like oh my god what's gonna happen you'll light this place on fire she is um (laughs) or or it might you know what or I've been thinking it could possibly be a really because of the age a really really transformative time cognitively yeah and that's where I'm hoping I'm hoping it's more of a like this gener their little mini subsect generation are gonna be like insanely smart maybe they'll also figure like really like they're starting to really realize that there is life outside of their house you know I'm also thinking maybe the vaccine because they're the age group there's also that so I'm 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 wondering I think there's going to be a really interesting um I think Mars and Gemini's retrograde is going to be highly transformative. Like it's almost going to kickstart, like not kickstart. It's going to be that like final push to really get the, the thoughts that are happening now with the Pluto retrograde going, mm-hmm. even though it's a retrograde, but like, I feel like Mars in retrograde is like constructive action versus violent action. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I I hope it's that. I just I just pulled the tower card, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. It does feel very much like we are in a tower moment right now. Yeah. And I feel very strongly about like we are in a tower moment and luckily after the tower we always get the stars so you know age of aquarius age of aquarius i don't i forget how that song goes i'm just gonna um but i uh so oh so question all right so that's our main thing right we have the eclipse that will be happening um and then after that what do we have we have the eclipse on the 29th, third, oh, then, oh, and then we have Mercury going into Gemini. Yeah. That's happening today at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I've been speaking this way. Um, 623. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have our quarter fire festival Beltane happening 
it's like the 30th to the first but it's really the whole lunation time i feel like those festivals in my mind hook in with the moons so from a new moon to the full moon Mm -hmm. Um, so from eclipse to eclipse is fire season (laughs) everyone get hand fasted and dance around the maypole get pregnant you know like pregnant bake some bread oh god um but not even like okay let's take that back but I think that's where a lot of astrologers are talking about bringing in that energy of newness right like new beginnings a lot of people have been talking about like really commit to that new beginning that and that intention that you've been wanting to set and like just do it and I do think that it is the time to start solidifying those things and just taking heed to what is necessary to actually accomplish those things I feel like that's very altruistic and like I just like (laughs) I'm I'm like sometimes like I'm such a Scorpio but like I'm like yeah that seems altruistic but like with this eclipse and what's happening you just don't have a freaking choice and like you may want to be setting these attentions but whatever's gonna blow up in your face is gonna blow up in your face and like FYI you don't set intentions at this point in my life, nothing is in your control. You just set the stage and that's that. (laughs) And sometimes you don't even do that. (laughs) It's all well and good. And it's like nice to be hopeful. I'm just feeling so like, you know, like you're going to get those emails that tell you you have to do something that you weren't planning on doing, or you're going to get like, you know, called out my husband like spending a ton of money to fix our lawnmower that he was super proud of and now it's broken <laughs> no he has to go just buy a new one when he just should have bought a new one <laughs> yes those those things those things lawnmowers. those things but um yeah so i think and then we have mercury goes retrograde on may 10th yep but on the same day that jupiter goes into aries so I think that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be a funny party. Right? Like, I think it's going to hit, depending it's on where gonna, it's in your chart, I think it's really, de- I think it's very personally dependent. I, but with having Jupiter expanded by like, like Aries energy expanding and like Mercury being crazy in Gemini, like that's just like, that just seems like ultimate like prankster, like prank wars champion. It's prank like, wars yeah. champion. Like, I'm like thinking Polly D, like Jersey Shore. Like, that's like the first thing that came to my mind. Like, I mean, it's like you're getting close to Hot Girl Summer for those who celebrate. Got, got, hashtag Goth Girl Summer. Goth Girl Summer. For those who celebrate Hot Girl Summer, I am past that age where I celebrate Hot Girl Summer, but I know a lot of people still want to celebrate this. Like, it's a thing. Um, but, it's just like we're getting close to the weather getting warm and like people being like oh martini straight to the face oh i bet you there's going to be a new summer martini i bet you oh goodness someone the younger group on summer house will create a frozen martini or something you know something gross do you remember when like make a shit ton of money doing it remember when like people were doing like butt chugging and like that kind of disgusting stuff like 
like some weird viral like dude were you okay so was it just a thing that like my horrific grouping of people in my town did but like there was a thing about like dripping alcohol in like your eyeball to get drunk faster oh no I don't remember that but do you remember when people used to like they would like ice you oh we oh my god I, I like didn't do that that long ago like I did that not that long ago really <laughs> It was a joke. It was a joke within. Yeah. Like, but it was, they, uh, this group of people still do it. Oh, wow. People still do that. I, that was like a very much now thinking back, that was very much like a 2012 thing. Very much. And I was very much that and chugging fireball. That was, and that's like, when we're looking at the eclipses, like that was like same time period. Oh my God. I like, remember my like bachelorette party and like, wedding <laughs> oh my god oh butt chugging we did not do that i that was that i that was i've never i i I, know I, I just i know exactly what you're I like i feel like that was like when the internet was like the internet when know? instagram was like still like in infancy when it was just so i just was watching the news and there's like a new app called something like be real or something and it's basically what instagram was where you can't add a picture you have to take a picture within the app and post it and there's no like filtering there's no there's no beautifying it it's literally just like instagram before it became what it is now and these people are like i feel so free with it and i was like that's how instagram is to me still at this point like i i've shedded the beauty of whatever it's supposed to be and it's like just take the picture and post it <laughs> like anyways fucking 2012 2012 Um, it was a different time I mean I was I was watching this show and it like reminds me it's about like a a young girl who goes to move to New York City and it's the the year 2000 and like three (laughs) and she uses a map quest paper to get on the subway to find the directions to her job interview (laughs) she printed out the map quest and then I saw it it's like I used to do that. Oh yeah, I did that hardcore. And then like your printer would run out of ink halfway through. Your printer would come free. Remember like if you bought like if you bought an Apple laptop that cost more than your college education, you got like a free printer because you needed it to print directions. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was like such a time. Such a time. I go to TechServe. Do you remember TechServe? Yeah, I remember TechServe. I went to TechServe on 23rd street with my apple like I was at FIT like there I definitely had that like Carrie Bradshaw moment in the tech serve with the with the any hot guy online no there was no hot people there when (laughs) I went there there was zero hot people I had to take my apple like computer because I was an idiot and I stepped on the screen like back in the day broke my screen and I had to get it fixed and that was just like I had zero money like literally I was like I could I had to work at a restaurant just so I could eat like because I couldn't afford to buy food and yeah for family meal and so I ate all my meals at a restaurant that I worked at. So then I didn't have to buy food. So then I could spend all my money. I had to spend on art supplies at school because like I had to spend like $15 on a tiny thing of gouache. Wow. Art school. 
Oh gosh, life was so, it's so funny how like, you know, I feel like over human, like humanity, (laughs) like the human timeline, it's like technology has truly like bumped us up. It's like time warps happen so much faster and the evolution of what life is excels so much. And like, Mm -hmm. that was 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. not even 20 years ago. Yeah. Life has changed the core things of life, not just like little bits of technology that make life a little easier. Like we're talking like core aspects of life have changed so much. Well, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm back at work like three days a week in the office. And I was listening to Spotify with my wireless, like, you know, my ear, my earbuds and Spotify on my phone. And I was thinking, God, I used to run around with a portable disc man with the big like funny like headphones and I carried all my CDs and like a little travel thing and like I carried like that's that's what the technology was when I moved to New York like I was on like a disc man Dude, listening hear- to my music off wanna- my disc you want to hear the only time I've ever won anything from a uh- like a sweepstakes sweepstakes before so like do you remember woodstock whatever what it was was it like 99 yeah woodstock 99 we had a black box so like we had pay-per-view for free so like i was able to i was also in eighth grade so i'm watching woodstock on pay-per-view and there was like a thing that came up and it was like write your name and address on a white piece of paper and mail it to this p.o box like do you remember those and i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna win something not expecting anything literally like a year later like I think I was like a sophomore maybe at that like a or like a year and a half later I get in the mail a shock wave like one of those shock tech wave disc men that was like bright yellow and it came with a creed cd and a limp limp biscuit cd forgot that I was like all of a sudden in this mail the mailbox was like a giant package I was like I don't you know that's when you didn't order things and it had my name on it and I'm like sitting here I'm like you know 14 15 like who's sending me a package like I don't like it's not like kids today who's like ordering shit on like you know Amazon with their parents credit cards like nothing came in my name no is this is it from the Unabomber (laughs) crack it open and it's this disc man with like whatever the new creed and oh my god <laughs> that's so funny that must and have I been just, like what like 2000 at that point that was two. like 2001 2001 yeah I think it was 2000 2001 because it was yeah it was like the summer going into no, freshman year I remember I think yeah I remember being in my screen printing class and listening to like I think I had trans I'd moved from my portable cd player into those mini discs like there was like a hot moment of mini discs and i would because i could burn a bunch of cds onto one mini disc and so i was i remember having having on that mini disc i had like a mix with like creed on there and i remember like saying to someone in my class that i was like what are you listening to i was like oh i'm listening to creed right now and i remember getting made fun of so bad so bad and that I was so embarrassed that I never said to anyone I ever listened to Creed again I was just like mortified and those are like one of those that's like a that's a core memory for me 
that's like a literally core memory like I remember where I was standing like I was mixing inks in the back of my screen printing class like core memory being made fun of by listening to Creed and I will never forget it and to this day like it still haunts me with arms wide open (laughs) so embarrassing it's well listening to anything and telling anyone what you're listening to to me is embarrassing even if it's a cool band I'm embarrassed because you get a you get a gateway into my soul yeah I'm always like Google turn off the turn off the music no one should know what I'm listening to (laughs) 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 like hide like oh god (laughs) yeah now I just realized that I listen to the classic rock channel unknowingly because it plays all the 90s songs yeah yeah no um that's yep, that's yep. that's now also a thing yeah yeah because you know what we 80s is oldies 90s is classic rock so yeah here we are think about that just think about that all right well I mean I feel like we have so much more to talk about but that's honestly the energy of right now it is straight up madness and uh excitement i think if you're not in the best of place and the the destruction is really really hard i think one thing that you can do is think about and visualize Alyssa's rose and know that those thorns are cutting you up right but it's gonna be pretty on the other side (laughs) that 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 is that and think about me being made fun of for listening to Creed. That'll always make someone else laugh. Yeah, and I took a lot of effort to write like a postcard and like put it in the mail. <laughs> I got got like a really intense, you know, like when all the douchey guys would buy a disc man. It was like that one, you know, <laughs> like it was like extra. It's not going to skip. There's all these different. Oh yeah, it was a lot, and I, I like remember being embarrassed by the free gift that I got. <laughs> Do you, you don't still have it, do you? No, but you know, um, I actually got rid of most of my CDs when I moved, um, probably my like second apartment or third apartment. Um, but I, uh, Doug still has a bunch of his stuff and there's definitely like a disc man, like a classic, like black one, you know, the one that we always skip. Yeah. The one that never, like did not have the shockwave. Yeah. Not a shot, not a, not a, not a double, not that I had that waterproof shockwave. I I had what that's the one I had was a white version that had like the flippy thing. Yep. Yep. The clicks, the clicks up and it was like white. And that's what I was carrying around with me. Well, you needed it when you're walking the city with all the, you know, potholes that you would be stepping into (laughs) because any, any crack in the street would make your CD skip. This conversation is very Mercury and Gemini. (laughs) It 100% is. And honestly, this is what my brain's like. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, also, Alyssa, I am just grateful. Alyssa got to hang out with me in person. Yes. And it was um, on a, a truly transformative, like talk about fucking Pluto, man. Like being able to bear witness to your existence was- um, It was wonderful. <laughs> It was awesome. It was so wonderful. It's like we know each other so well through Zoom, but now to see you in person, it meant the world. And we're gonna so many things. I feel like so much stuff is coming. So much is so coming. Much stuff. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot. I mean it's honestly, coming. We're getting back on the destiny train. Yes. 
took, took it was it was very much something needed to see like we know where we're going in the future but like other stuff has to transform and give way for us to get there exactamundo dude yep exactamundo all righty so thank you everyone for listening thank you and your time and stay grounded bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Magic on the Patio. For more information about this week's guest co-host, head over to our Instagram at Magic on the Patio.